The Rookery Radio Hour proudly presents Stanley Bravery's Tales of Exploration. Tonight's episode, Museum Mystery, written by Ian Custer, starring Ken Diggs as Stanley Bravery, La Schaefer as Lydia Bravery, Chris Purishathamon as Junior Explorator Trevor Winscott, Mark Farley as Bostwick, and Jenna Edmonds as Janet. Narration by Ian Custer. spacious downtown turn-of-the-century mansion. Thrill-seeking expeditionary trailblazer Stanley Bravery reflects upon his previous accomplishments while awaiting new orders from the United Exploratory Committee, regaling his long-suffering wife, Mrs. Lydia Pettifor Bravery, with his oft-recited tales of mystery and adventure. Ah, yes, the ruby staff of Guadaltepec, the Aztec god of vengeance, a fragile artifact but powerful and riddled with dark magics. Yes, dear, the ruby staff of Guadaltepec. Tell me again, where did you pick up that old thing? Ha! Old thing, indeed. The staff was lodged in the centerpiece of an ancient Aztec sacrificial altar. My men and I had marched through treacherous Yucatan jungles for days on end, and we only discovered the hidden temple after our guide's mysterious disappearance. Mysterious disappearance? I thought Mr. Montezuma gave you plenty of notice to return to the city and care for his ailing wife. That's what he wanted us to think. My men and I surmise he was dragged into the heart of the jungle by a vicious jaguar and consumed. Yes, dear. And the staff? The staff, yes, the staff was dead center in the heart of the hidden Aztec temple, just sitting there all alone, stuck in the sacrificial altar. The altar was bathed in a concentrated, penetrating beam of sunlight. How very ominous. Quite so. Obtaining the staff was easy as pie. But returning back through the temple was another kettle of fish altogether. <gasps> oh, fish! That reminds me. Darling, did we pick up enough salmon and couscous for Trevor's visit this evening? I believe so, my love. In any case, there's a small sack of new potatoes we can boil up, should the fish and couscous prove too meager for the three of us. Trevor is a growing boy, after all. Indeed so. Anyhow... Upon retrieving the staff from its resting place, the walls of the ancient temple began to close in on us. What was that, dear? I can't hear you over the faucet. I said the walls of the ancient temple began to close in on us. How treacherous! Would you like a small salad with dinner? We've got enough romaine and baby spinach to make something nice. And you can whip up a batch of your famous bravery balsamic vinaigrette to dress the salad. I would love a salad. I shall away to the cellar to recover a bottle of balsamic vinegar. Post haste. Oh, that must be Trevor now. Trevor, my boy, come in, come in. Good evening, Mrs. Bravery. Is Mr. Bravery at home? He is indeed, young junior explorator. He's in the cellar fetching up part of tonight's dinner. Oh, basement mushrooms. No, my imaginative young friend. Stanley's retrieving some balsamic vinegar to make a dressing for our salad. Oh, that sounds nice. Chin up, buckaroo. How about a cocktail? All right. I'll have a fruit punch, please, ma'am. All right, a fruit punch, and? And thank you? It's my pleasure, dear. What would you like with your fruit punch? I'm not sure what you... Like, crackers or something? I don't want to spoil my dinner. Fruit punch is an excellent mixer. Lovely choice and fittingly sweet with notes of citrus and faux grape flavors. 
What would you like in the fruit punch? The uh, joie de vivre of the cocktail? Something to give it a little bite? Hmm. How about some club soda? As you wish, young Master Winscott. Mmm, that's fizzy. Trevor, my good man. But for rivalry. Trevor, we're all equals in this household, united by the spirit of exploration. I ask that you call me Stanley. Oh, okay. Stanley? Ooh, and call me Shira, Princess of Power. <laughs> Shira? Now, dear, we don't want to confuse the young man. Oh, fine. Have it your way. Trevor, please call me Lydia. Lydia? That's a lovely... Princess of power! Sweetheart. <laughs> it's all right, Lydia. You're a princess to me. Stanley, if you know something of my wife's patrilineal heritage that you're not telling me... Oh, no, sir. It's nothing like that. It's just, she's so nice, you're both so nice. And she wants to be called a princess. Have it your way, young explorator. She can be a princess, I'll be a duke, and you can be god-emperor of Arrakis. That seems like a lot of responsibility. On to the task at hand. Shortly, we shall sit down to dinner. Salmon and couscous. And a lovely salad with some excellent homemade dressing. And should we have potatoes? I'll go boil potatoes. Before we eat, Trevor, we must plan our next exploratational outing. As per the mandate of the Junior Explorator Program, set forth by the United Exploratory Committee, you are required to accompany me on a new adventure every two months. It's high time we explorified together once more, my boy. All right. I love explorifying. Where are we going? I've thought about this at some length. As you are still only a junior explorator, it would be imprudent for me to take you somewhere too exceptionally dangerous. Oh, man. I love danger. Ha-ha. I said we can't go anywhere too dangerous. There will certainly be danger in your future. And exotic locales. Ah. And wild creatures, strange fauna, and bizarre natives. Whoa! We shall venture forth together into a place of such mystery. Yeah? Such intrigue. Uh-huh. Such unbridled excitement. Okay, this is a lot of setup. We're going to... <laughs> going to... Going to... <sighs> the Natural History Museum. Uh, oh, cool. I love the Natural History Museum. There's a really neat exhibit on Inuits with reconstructions of igloos and sealskin canoes. Quite so, my good man. The Natural History Museum is home to the most densely packed collection of explorifiable, unexpeditionized lands in the city. And we've got an all-access pass for adventure. Wait, like an official all-access pass? We can watch as many IMAX movies as we want? Haha, <laughs> we could watch movies if we weren't too busy dodging boulders and jumping over quicksand. Okay, sounds cool. As long as we can stop by the Inuit exhibit so I can take notes from my anthropology class. It's not a core class, but my guidance counselor says it'll do wonders for my college prospects if I start taking electives seriously now in the eighth grade. Plus, there's this girl, Sally Wilkinson who's also taking the anthropology class, and... Say no more, Trevor. Cupid's arrow has hit its mark. And I take it as my solemn duty to help you write the very best notes on Inuits so you can win young Sally's heart. She's got real pretty hair, and she thinks Inuits are the coolest. Boys, you two pack away those exciting plans and prepare your tummies for a delicious adventure. Yes, yes ma'am. Ma
After a lovely home-cooked meal, Stanley Bravery and Trevor Winscott pack their adventuring supplies and prepare for a mysterious night of thrilling museum expeditionizing. Torch oil, water purification tablets, large Rambo knife. Bug spray, Pop-Tarts, my lucky matchbox car. Dynamite, weasel trap, anti-venom. Extra socks, a yo-yo, some gum. And don't forget your compass and your Winchester! I never leave home without either, my darling. Mr. Bravery, er, Stanley, uh, why is it that you think you'll need your Winchester repeating rifle on an overnight trip to the city's Natural History Museum? I don't think I'll need it, young chum. I hope never to need it. I loathe violence and would rather settle things peacefully. But it's always better to have a gun and not need it than to need a gun and not, not have it. it. Precisely. I... Uh, all right. Trevor, what is the first full sentence of the United Exploratory Committee's articles concerning adventurer and explorator conduct? After Lord Grayskull's dedication of the articles to his dog, Bastion? After Lord Grayskull's dedication of the articles to his dog, Bastion. An adventurer and or explorator must always be prepared for every possible situation they may encounter in the field, no matter how unlikely or preposterous such a situation may appear during the planning and or pre-execution phase of the adventure and or exploration. Right. Now, how likely is it that I'll need to use a Winchester repeating rifle during our expedition to the Natural History Museum? Very unlikely, sir. Would you go so far as to say that expecting to use a Winchester repeating rifle during our expedition to the Natural History Museum is preposterous? Yes, sir. Preposterous. And I hate to take you by the hand here, Trevor, but what do the articles say about unlikely and preposterous situations? That we must needs always be prepared, no matter how unlikely or preposterous. There, in a roundabout way, is the reason for my Winchester repeating rifle. Understood, sir. Well, that appears to be everything. Let us away to the Natural History Museum. Hooray! Inuits! After a brief train ride, our pair of adventuresome knowledge seekers find themselves in the grand lobby of the city's Natural History Museum, beset on all sides by artifacts, history, and... Dinosaur skeletons? Wowie! Quite right, Trevor. Those are two of the most fearsome beasts to have ever walked this earth. Actually, sir, the dinosaur on your left is a triceratops, a peaceful herbivore. I beg your pardon, Mr. Museum Curator. I had no idea there were any peaceful dinosaurs. They look really cool, Mr. Museum Curator. Call me Bostwick, young master expeditionizer. The United Exploratory Committee sent notice of your overnight trip, and I've utilized my position as curator of the city's Natural History Museum to set up a number of captivating exhibits I think you'll find most adventuresome. No at all, Mr. Museum Curator. What's that, Mr. Bravery? I said I want Trevor to know it all, Museum Creator. Ah, indeed. Where are we going to explore first? Trevor, my good man, where does an adventurer look to determine his point of ingress in any adventure? Oh, yeah. The map! Our maps are printed on glossy paper and have a most up-to-date schedule of events and exhibits. Glossy maps, stupid dumb events. What's that? I said I love maps and events. Indeed. Hmm, it looks like the Inuit exhibit is just on the other side of a passage to India between a walk through time in the city and wildest Africa. Let's head due south.
Yes, Trevor, due south. You'll see that each of our four exhibit hall entrances is labeled with a cardinal direction, thereby eliminating the need for a compass. Preposterous! There's always a need for a compass. I don't see why, Mr. Bravery. We're inside of... Mr. Bostwick, might I remind you that it is my sacred obligation to train this young man in the ways of explorifying and adventurizing? The letter from the committee was quite clear on that point, Mr. Bravery, but... And, Mr. College-educated, ivory tower, scared of the real world, so I stuffed it and put it on display. Are you aware that one of the prime tenets of explorifying and adventurizing is the use of a compass? Mr. Bravery, your accusations... Furthermore, Mr. Curio Cabinet, Mr. Adventure Voyeur, Mr. Glossy Maps, are you enlightened to the fact that I am a world-renowned adventurizer and explorifier, and that I am the boy's primary training instructor, and that you couldn't explore your way out of a paper bag? I never in my life... Wait a minute. Where is your young charge? Don't try to change the subject now, you coward. No, seriously, where's the kid? That kid is Mr. Trevor Winscott. Okay, fine. Mr. Trevor Winscott is no longer in our company. Oh, no! Trevor! 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 Meanwhile, across the rather large Natural History Museum, young Trevor Winscott is on his first solo adventure in a replica facsimile of the prehistoric city. Grown-ups are so noisy, always worried about how they're perceived. My mom told me it's what's inside that counts, Trevor. Don't you never mind what other people think about you. What's that noise? Who's there? My name's Trevor Winscott, and I'm not afraid of you. Okay, no more funny business. Either you come out from behind those prehistoric plant replicas, or I'm coming in after you. You have until the count of three, then I'm coming in swinging. And I'm all kinds of strong. One, two, two and a half. Hiya, Trevor Winscott. I'm Janet. Ah! Oh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to frighten you. I'm not frightened. Janet? Janet Bostwick? From Mr. Humperdinck's English class? Yep. Hey, you're that quiet kid that sits in the back. I know you. You're like a ghost in there. Yes, well, I'm not taking my English classes quite as seriously as I should. I'm not always focused. You stare into space a lot in Mr. Humperdinck's class. That's just my thinking time. I, I do a lot of thinking in English class. Oh, yeah? What about? Oh, you know, explorations, adventures. Sally Wilkinson. Ew, gross! You like Sally Wilkinson? Like? I... Yeah, well, maybe I do. What's it to you? Oh, nothing. Except I know for a fact that Sally doesn't like you. What? How could you possibly know that? Because she likes Greg Tompkins. Greg? That... that meathead? That jock? <laughs> yeah. She's crazy for the big dumb ox. She even wrote his initials on top of her initials on the front of her binder, then put a heart around it. But... the Inuits... Did you say Inuits? Those are my favorite North American indigenous peoples. Really? Oh, yes. I've read just about every book about the Inuits I can get my hands on. Say, Janet, you know, there's a full-size replica of an igloo here in the museum? Well, no duh, Trevor. My dad's the museum curator, after all. Oh, my, you're that Janet Bostwick. Yeah, so... 
You want to go see the exhibit? I don't know, Janet. I've got a lot of explorifying to do here and I walk through time in the city. Nate, I love explorifying. I even know the tenets you're supposed to follow. I've got to take detailed notes. And bring a full rucksack. And always keep a constant, constant vigilance, vigilance against, against crocodiles. crocodiles. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Janet, I could use a hand with some of this venturizing. That is, if you're not too busy or anything. Busy me? No way, I'd love to help. Hooray! Let's start with this fellow right here. Where's his placard? Oh, you don't need a placard for this. I've got all the info up here in my noggin. Here, write this down. <clears throat> Castioridus Lyosorum, the giant beaver could reach heights of six feet. The weight of the giant beaver could vary from 198 pounds to 276 pounds, making it the largest known rodent in North America during the Pleistocene era. Wow, super neat. Here, follow this shortcut and I'll show you the giant Venus flytrap. And I thought regular Venus flytraps were cool. Across the museum, Stanley Bravery and the museum curator, Mr. Boswick, continue their search for young Trevor on the wrong side of the place. Here's our ancient Egypt exhibit. I can read the sign myself, thank you very much. Trevor, are you in here? Trevor, are you hiding in a sarcophagus? Honestly, Bostwick, hiding in a sarcophagus? What kind of an adventurer do you think Trevor is? I don't know. I only just barely met him. Kids get scared. My daughter Janet is about Trevor's age, and she says she'll never set foot in the museum because stuffed animals scare her. <laughs> What a courageous young lady. Say now, there's no need to get nasty. You're right, Bostwick. It's not my place to pass judgment on the expeditionary skills of others. You know, Janet's with her mom this week, and it's just really hard talking with her when I know she hates everything I stand for. Oh, come now, man. Cheer up. I'm sure young Janet has many other interests that you can help nurture. I don't know, Stanley. When I see her every other week, it's like she's this sullen, quiet, zombie person. She hardly ever talks to me, and she never seems to be interested in anything. Oh, Bostwick, I'm sorry. It must be hard, your position. That's just it. I'm always so busy here at the museum, planning events and hosting fundraisers. I feel like I squander the little bit of time I get with her. You're doing wonders for the city, keeping this natural history museum relevant and interesting. You've got great maps. Oh, damn the maps! I want to have a great relationship with my daughter. <laughs> there, there, man, buck up. We've got a missing adventurizer to find. Right. He's clearly not in ancient Egypt. Let's get moving. The next exhibit is the recreation of an Inuit village. Inuits, of course. Trevor was most excited about seeing the Inuits. We'll catch up to him there for sure. Now through explorifying all the ancient plants and animals in the A Walk Through Time in the City exhibit, Trevor and Janet make their way through wildest Africa. And the cheetah can run at top speeds of 65 miles per hour in short bursts while chasing its prey. Gee, Janet. You sure do know plumb near everything there is to know in this museum. Yeah, well, I spent a lot of my nights in here. A lot of nights? In the museum? By yourself? Yep. How come? Well, my folks are split up, and when I have to stay with my mom, she comes home late and goes to bed. She's some kind of high-powered attorney, so I sneak out here. Gosh, that sounds exciting. But doesn't your mom miss you? 
I don't think so. I'm back by breakfast time, and then I go to school, she goes to work, and it starts all over again. Wow, Janet. I'm sorry to hear that. What about your dad, though? I bet he loves that you spend so much time in this museum. Nah, he doesn't even know. I told him I'm afraid of this place. Afraid? Ha! You? No way. You're like the third bravest person I know. Maybe even tied for second bravest. Aw, Trevor. Thanks. But really, your dad would probably love it if you told him how much time you spend here. He's too busy with fundraisers and events, rubbing elbows with the city's rich and powerful. He doesn't care about what I like. He used to, back when he first started out at the museum. He used to bring home artifacts and books, and we'd all three read together as a family. But then Mom got promoted, and the museum made Dad in charge of fundraising, and my folks split up. Now I spend half of my time with each of them, but no one spends any of their time with me. Oh, Janet. You're the coolest person I know. Really? Yup. And if your mom and dad can't see how cool you are, then screw them! <gasps> Trevor! Language! Sorry, Janet. But really, I think you're the best. You should know that. Oh, you're sweet, Trevor. I'm glad I could help you with your adventurizing. Speaking of, how far are we from the Inuit exhibit? It's right on the other side of this replica Lion Kill tableau. Ugh. That's pretty realistic. It's mostly corn syrup sprayed with varnish to preserve it. Oh, that's good. See? There's the igloos! Igloos! Hooray! Trevor, is that you, my boy? And... Janet? I was so worried! I thought you hated the museum! You're not ready for a solo adventure yet! How long have you been sneaking in here at night? We, we were worried sick! Stanley, Mr. Bostwick, I didn't do this adventure solo. I helped! Janet knows everything about the museum. It's my favorite place in the world. There's no one here to judge me or ignore me. There's just things to learn and places to explore. And she knows the tenets of explorifying and adventurizing. Tell them, Janet. The need to take detailed notes, to bring a full rucksack, and to maintain constant, constant vigilance against, against crocodiles. Crocodiles? <laughs> where? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Janet. It's so good to see you. Aren't you supposed to be at your mother's? I sneak out pretty much every night. I've been sleeping in one of the replica yurt tents from the Steps of Central Asia exhibit. But don't worry, Dad, I always go to school. Well, let's bring you back home and figure out how your absent-minded mother manages to sleep at night, not knowing where her daughter is. Trevor, why did you run off? I didn't run, sir. I was... Possessed by the spirit of adventure. Ah, and did you take... Detailed notes. Good show. Say, Boswick, what about we get some ice cream on the way out of here? Hooray! Back at the Bravery's spacious downtown turn-of-the-century mansion, Stanley and Trevor meet Lydia in the drawing room to regale her with stories from the night's events. And then I found a dead cockroach in the corner, which I thought was part of the exhibit, but Jenna told me, no, the custodial staff just doesn't like to get too close to the replica of the Donner Party Massacre. <laughs> the boy really proved himself tonight, dear. What excellent news. I'm glad to have you both home safely. Would anyone care for a nightcap before retiring for the evening? Ah, yes, please. I'll have a bit of cognac. And I'll have a fruit punch with Sprite. What will Trevor do with his notes on the Inuits now that Sally Wilkinson is out of the picture? Where does Stanley buy ammunition for a 150-year-old repeating rifle? What does Lydia Pettifor Bravery do with all of her free time while her husband is out exploring? 
Find out next time on Stanley Bravery's Tales of Adventure. The Rookery Radio Hour presents Stanley Bravery's Tales of Exploration, Museum Mystery, sound design and audio engineering by Simon Karen. podcast produced by Simon Karen and Ken Diggs. The Rookery Radio Hour is directed by Ian Custer. Check Facebook and Twitter for live show dates, and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. See you next time. <laughs>